Well, good morning. Our scripture this morning comes from Second um, Corinthians chapter 9. Hear the word of the Lord. Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly so that in all things, at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Will you pray with me? Holy Lord, we thank you for your word that we have heard, and now we pray that your Holy Spirit would just enliven that within us and and open our hearts that we might receive a word from you that is meant just for us individually, that nobody else could even begin to imagine what you're doing in our lives. Holy God, will you take these simple words of mine? Will you now turn them from water into wine? Because God, we trust and know that you can take the simple things of this world and do miracles with them. So do that even now here in our midst this day. In Jesus' name. Amen. Because I want to. Anybody heard that sometime recently? Or maybe you've just been thinking that because I want to. You might uh, hear a little sassy tone in it, right? Because I want to. Because this is what I want to do. Because this is what I feel like doing. Because it's what I want that's like our culture. That's like our lives. That's, that's our homes, right? That, listen, if we're being honest, it's, I'm going to do what I want because I want to. And I just can't help but think as we, um, maybe as, as parents or even friends hear that on occasion, we, uh, we think, oh, really? Is that what you want to do? Well, let me tell you what, what we're going to do, right? Well, that's nice that that's what you want. What about what I want? And I really, I just wonder what it, what it sounds like to God whenever he hears us saying, but I want, but I, I am going to, to do this. I will do that. And I just can hear God going, oh, really? Is that what you want? Is that your plan? Maybe you want to come over here a minute and we can just have a little conversation, (laughs) right? Have you ever thought about that conversation with God, how that might look sometime if we're really being honest, if we're really going to get serious what is it that God might say to us on, the, on those days that we're just being uh, maybe even a little sassy back? <laughs> because if we're really going to, um, to do what we want, <clears throat> I think the way it's come about these days is that we say that kind of more in a negative way. Like we're resisting what someone else might be telling us to do. 
Like we have the better way. We have the better understanding, but it's in a negative connotation. And I want to challenge us this morning because while while it can seem negative and self-centered, I want to try to flip that around today. I want to see if we might end up in a place by the end of our time together where we end up saying, because I want to, in a way that now will honor and glorify God. In our scripture this morning, Paul is writing a letter to the people in Corinthians. It's, it's the second one that we are aware of. And so there's already this established relationship. There is, there is a bond. There is a connection. There is a fellowship in Christ. And, and Paul is um, writing this letter. And among all of the other things that it talks about, here in, um, at the end of chapter 8 and beginning of chapter 9, He talks about how Titus has come with bringing this letter and he's come with other people with him as well. And they're there. One of the reasons they're there is to receive a gift that the people in Corinth, that this church in Corinth have already said, this was a conversation they'd already had with Paul. They are going to be giving something to, for these guys to be able to take to another church to another group of people over in Macedonia to be able to help and benefit them, to encourage them in their faith and the ministry that they will now be doing. So Paul has already said and reminded them, like, look, I know that we've already talked about this and you already planned this. And so here these guys are, they're going to, they're going to, they're there to just encourage you and to receive that gift before they travel on after they've received you and, and, and given you this letter and these greetings and been with you for a little while. He says, but let me, let me just remind you even though I know you're already giving, even though I know that this is already your plan, even though I know this is already the way you're you're living your life, let me just remind you that those who sow sparingly will reap sparingly, and those who sow generously will reap generously. And then he encourages them to give what they have decided in their hearts heart to give. That they wouldn't give reluctantly or because they felt had some kind of compulsion, like they were being pressured to do this, but that they would give generously from their hearts. And then he says, because God loves a cheerful giver. And I just heard that, well, but I want, but I, I want to do what I want to do and make the decisions that I want to make based on what I feel like doing, what I want to do, not necessarily what my heart is telling me to do. And as we think about, um, think about, how God calls us to give of all of our lives, of all of who we are. I think we get a little, we get a little uh, possessive, right? Of what we have and who we are and of our time and, and, and of our, our ability, what we're able to give 
what we're able to do. We get a little possessive and we like to take control and hold on. And if we're being honest, how many of us have gotten into a place where, where you know what, I just, I don't have the time. I'm not able to do anything more. I'm not able to give you anything else. And we get ourselves so wrapped up in what we're doing and, and how we're living our lives that we don't, we don't really pay attention to how we're doing it. But all of a sudden, we're exhausted. We're worn out. And then, you know, we hear one more thing like, well, we're already doing this at church and, and we give this financially and we help with this and we do, we are all, we're always there for, for, for that event or, or, or for that Bible study. And, and then we've got Sunday school and then we've got church. And so we're really committed there. And then we've got school and then we've got sports and then we've got work. And, and I'm asked to do all of these things and, and people want me to do things in a certain way on a certain time and in their schedule. And, and you know what? I just want, I just, I just want to do what I want to do right now and not have somebody else tell me, not have all of those expectations lined up because now every time I go to do something, I just feel like I have to. I feel like it doesn't really matter because it's not what I want. <laughs> Anybody? Right? Anybody? Well, you know, Anytime I'm kind of faced with one of these, these moments that I have from God where he just kind of like, he just kind of grabs a scripture and just kind of throws it in my face. And I'm like, oh, hmm. I think I need to think about that a little bit more. It never fails that he brings it up somewhere else too. It never fails. So here I was reading this passage and, you know, thinking about giving and where is my heart? And then there I am sitting in my in our Elijah Bible study on Monday evenings, you know, and and here and there there there's Priscilla Shire. This is about Elijah. Why am I getting convicted all of a sudden on how I'm spending my time? Why am I feeling convicted all of a sudden on 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 how I prioritize my life? Why am I feeling convicted all of a sudden? Yeah, cuz God had something he wanted me to do with it. Because in those times where, where it repeats itself, where that message comes up again, it's God saying, yeah, I really want you to pay attention here because I want you to hear something. I want you to consider something. I want you to hear my voice in the midst of all that's surrounding you. And so here I am going through my Elijah study and I ended up reading these three questions and I thought, okay, get ready. You all are going to hear them too. <laughs> so, so I've got three questions for you. Three questions in regards to your schedule, in regards to your energy and how you use your, your gifts and, and what you've been blessed with and, and how we use our resources. All right, so three questions. And I just want you to think, on a scale of one to 10, one being, whoa, that's not good. 10 being, yeah, yeah, that's really good. How are you using your time? Are you giving importance in your schedule to the things that you know are important to God? How are you using your time?
The second question is, how are you honoring God with the gifts and abilities that you've been given? Are you using your greatest energy toward those efforts? Or are you giving God the exhausted you at the end of the day? The last question, how intentional are you with giving the best of your resources to the ministries of God? Are you committed in some way to to giving and tithing and even an additional offering? Or has God kind of been getting the leftovers? I don't know what it is for you to personally think about about those questions, about how you are prioritizing God, about, about how you're using the gifts and abilities that you know God has possessed you with to honor him. I don't know what your resources look like and, and whether you are, are being faithful or are we giving just to kind of appease God or are we just are we just kind of in that like second rate leftover kind of mentality or are you in a place that you have found yourself becoming even more intentional and even more thoughtful with how you are living your life and how you are allowing your time to be spent and used and and how you are able to give in a way that is honoring God, that is actually a a form of worship to God, not just something that's confined to an hour or so on a Sunday morning that is titled worship, but how you are living every moment of your life in a way that honors God, that worships God, that is intentional, that is thoughtful. And I will put myself right next to you and say, I found myself on, on a little, on a little line graph there. And I'm not really totally happy with where I see myself. And let me also say that that where you may find yourself today doesn't mean that that's where you were yesterday or last week or two years ago. That's not necessarily the same place that you may have found yourself on the day that you met Jesus and that you understood his love for you in that real tangible way. And it's not the same place that you will end up finding yourself 10 years from now because because in that there's this, this fluidity because it's based on a relationship with God. It's based on time that we spend with God. It's based on, 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 a, on a consistent, faithful, thoughtful, intentional life that's lived daily. Not, a, not like some perfect right life not one that like we're not we're not working towards that perfection that says oh now i'm able to do now i can give now i'm i want to give everything to the lord but in where i am right now with what i have what can i do what can i do that that i'm intentionally loving others by loving God by giving of myself 
because I've started my day saying, God, this day is yours. Because I, I've, I've started this week going, God, I don't know everything that will happen in my, in my life this week, but here's the schedule. And these are the things that I know are important to you, God. This is the thing that I know that, that I'm going to do. I'm going to, be, I'm going to be committed to it because I know, God, it's, it's important to you. And so that becomes a priority. And God, I am not as comfortable as I'd like to be in my finances, but I know that you are a faithful God. And that if I give, if I trust you and I faithfully give, I'm going to see that relationship with you grow and that faithfulness grow. And we find ourselves getting to a point where the, because I want to, isn't quite so sassy (laughs) and instead becomes more of a heart cry that says, because I want to. Let me also just make sure you hear this this morning, that, that wherever you may find yourself, whether you think, hey, I'm doing good. My, my relationship with God is great. And I am, I am committed to daily walking with God and, and seeking out God's, God's direction in my life. Or whether you're maybe towards the other end going, oh, yeah, I'm not really doing too good on that. I want you to hear this. You are dearly loved. You are loved and cherished and precious to our God. There is nothing that has happened from this day to when when you were born that has caused God to not love you, that has in any way prevented God's grace and God's goodness from being yours. So wherever you may find yourself, God loves you. And there is nothing you can do that will ever put you in a place that will have allowed you to somehow earn any greater favor in the eyes of our God. And and it's because of that It's because of God's goodness and faithfulness. It's because of God's great love for us that I believe we can say that we can even receive as if God is standing right here speaking the words, hearing, receiving, We might even be able to say, God, I want to. I want to. I want to give all of who I am to you because you are the God who created me. I want to because you are the God who called me by name. Because you are the God who has created me for a purpose on purpose, with 
purpose. God, I want to because you love me. Because God, you sent Jesus that he would, that he would bleed and die for me, that he would rise for me. God, I want to. I want to give all of who I am because, because Jesus intercedes for me. And God, I want to because you have asked me, God, to be intentional with my life. Because God, you have asked me to give generously. Because God, you have asked me to be bold and courageous. Because God, because you have asked me, because I know of your goodness and your love, God, I want to give. Because I want to. Because I want to. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, what we want to do may have been the very thing that we were that we were not wanting to do but when we allow it to be what we're able to do for the goodness of God for his glory so that others will know him so that others can have that same experience that want to that want to has become our heart's desire. And we become the cheerful giver that we were not expecting to be because we want to.